story with me Love who you want to be, who you are Learn these lessons and we'll go far It's story time Story time Story time with Mama G Hello everybody and welcome to today's episode of Storytime with Mama G. I am Mama G. You are you. I hope you are all well and absolutely fabulous. I certainly I am because I have a very exciting show for you today. We have the second part of The Velveteen Rabbit and the story is getting curious and interesting and guess what it ends on a cliffhanger so part three will be coming next week and also i've got a special poem to share with you all but before we go any further don't forget you can find me on facebook instagram youtube and tiktok you just need to search for at Mama G stories and I love to hear from you so do please give me a like follow subscribe etc and uh, let me know if you're enjoying the show and that you're enjoying my work now I had a marvelous show back post pandemic at Camberley Theatre's Squish Venue for Children in Camberley down in Surrey here in the UK. That show was on Saturday the 19th and it was absolutely marvellous. I had an absolute blast despite my shoe breaking. As somebody said this week, a wedge? Your wedge broke? I didn't know they could do that. Neither did I. But my darlings, they can. And at the end of today's episode, I will have lots more information about where you can catch me coming up very soon. Oh, it's so nice to be out and about again. All COVID safe and secure, of course. But for now, I think it is time for part two of The Velveteen Rabbit by Marjorie Williams. Near the house where they lived there was a wood, and in the long June evenings the boy liked to go there after tea to play. He took the velveteen rabbit with him, and before he wandered off to pick flowers or play at brigands among the trees, he always made the rabbit a little nest somewhere among the bracken, where he would be quite cosy. For he was a kind-hearted little boy, and he liked Bunny to be comfortable. One evening, while the rabbit was lying there alone, watching the ants that ran to and fro between his velvet paws in the grass, he saw two strange beings creep out of the tall bracken near him. They were rabbits like himself, but quite furry and brand new. They must have been very well made, for their seams didn't show at all, and they changed shape in a strange way when they moved. One minute they were long and thin, and the next minute fat and bunchy, instead of always staying the same like he did. 
Their feet padded softly on the ground, and they crept quite close to him, twitching their noses, while the rabbit stared hard to see which side the clockwork stuck out. For he knew that people who jump generally have something to wind them up. But he couldn't see it. They were evidently a new kind of rabbit altogether. They stared at him, and the little rabbit stared back. And all the time, their noses twitched. Why don't you get up and play with us? One of them asked. I don't feel like it, said the rabbit, for he didn't want to explain that he had no clockwork. Oh, said the furry rabbit, it's as easy as anything. And he gave a big hop sideways and stood on his hind legs. I don't believe you can he said. I can, said the little rabbit. I can jump higher than anything. He meant when the boy threw him, but of course he didn't want to say so. Can you hop on your hind legs? asked the furry rabbit. That was a dreadful question, for the velveteen rabbit had no hind legs at all. The back of him was made all in one piece like a pincushion. He sat still in the bracken and hoped that the other rabbits wouldn't notice. I don't want to, he said again. But the wild rabbits have very sharp eyes and this one stretched out his neck and looked. He hasn't got any hind legs, he called out. Fancy a rabbit without any hind legs and he began to laugh. I have, cried the little rabbit. I have got hind legs. I'm sitting on them. Then stretch them out and show me like this, said the wild rabbit. And he began to whirl around and dance till the little rabbit got quite dizzy. I don't like dancing, he said. I'd rather sit still. But all the while, he was longing to dance, for a funny new tickly feeling ran through him, and he felt he would give anything in the world to be able to jump about like these rabbits did. The strange rabbit stopped dancing and came quite close. He came so close this time that his long whiskers brushed the velveteen rabbit's ear, and then he wrinkled his nose suddenly and flattened his ears and jumped backwards. He doesn't smell right, he exclaimed. He isn't a rabbit at all. He isn't real. I am real, said the little rabbit. I am real. The boy said so. And he nearly began to cry. Just then, there was a sound of footsteps. And the boy ran past near them. And with a stamp of feet and a flash of white tails, the two strange rabbits disappeared. Come back and play with me, called the little rabbit. Oh, do come back. I know I am real. But there was no answer. Only the little ants ran to and fro, and the bracken swayed gently where the two strangers had passed. The velveteen rabbit was all alone. Oh dear, he thought. Why did they run away like that? 
Why couldn't they stop and talk to me? For a long time he lay very still, watching the Bracken and hoping that they would come back. But they never returned, and presently the sun sank lower, and the little white moths fluttered, and the boy came and carried him home. Weeks passed, and the little rabbit grew very old and shabby, but the boy loved him just as much. He loved him so hard that he loved all his whiskers off, and the pink lining to his ears turned grey, and his brown spots faded. He even began to lose his shape, and he scarcely looked like a rabbit anymore except to the boy. To him, he was always beautiful, and that was all that the little rabbit cared about. He didn't mind how he looked to other people, because the nursery magic had made him real. And when you are real, shabbiness doesn't matter. And then, one day, the boy was ill. The poor rabbit not realising he's quite as real as he thought he was. Oh, the poor thing. Though I have to say, I think he handled it quite well. Imagine if somebody turned round and told Pinocchio that he still wasn't a real boy, despite the Blue Fairy's interventions. Imagine, oh, it would be dreadful. I don't think he'd cope with it at all well. He'd probably become even naughtier, and he's already terribly naughty as Pinocchio, but the Velveteen Rabbit does seem to have coped with it in good jest, good feeling. I just hope that the boy is okay now. It doesn't bode well, I don't think, if the boy is ill, because the Velveteen Rabbit does somewhat depend on the boy, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait until next week for part three of the Velveteen Rabbit. And now, I do believe it is time for a book of the week. I'm going to be honest. I've been really shocked this week. I've got my serious voice on, can you tell? I've been really shocked this week by the level of racism that is very apparent in this country. Uh, no more so than on Tuesday, which is Windrush Day, which is commemorating a very important event that happened uh, in Jamaica and also in this country and led to the history of this country changing and developing 
in many ways for the better, but the response was very negative by certain people. Windrush Day, which is a day where we celebrate black history and black culture, was marred by the government releasing a study or a report that said that white the phrase white privilege is detrimental to uh, white children in school. And so rather than celebrating the Windrush community, uh, we, the day got bogged down in arguments about white privilege. Now, white privilege is not something that we can or should ignore. And whilst the phrase might cause problems for some people, the actual act and of white privilege, which if you are a white person is not something you can not do. We benefit from white privilege implicitly in this country, unfortunately. Um, I've forgotten what I was saying, but the term white privilege uh, marred the day and just really emphasised to me the sheer racism that exists in this country. As if the last year uh, since the death of George Floyd wasn't enough of a wake-up call, uh, but now I'm starting to see it here and there in this country and it makes me terribly sad. But it makes me want to share books with you that will educate you and help us stop racism. And one of these books that I would like to share with you today is Wind Rush Child by Benjamin Zephaniah. Benjamin Zephaniah is a incredible poet and author with a wonderful voice. It's very unique and it's rather brilliant and this book is about what it was like to come uh, for a child to come over from Jamaica to England as part of the Windrush generation. Now if you don't know what Windrush is, Windrush was a boat that brought lots of black families from Jamaica to the UK in uh, the search and hopes and promise of a better life. Uh, when the Windrush generation arrived, they got, and of course, they're called a generation because it happened at a particular time in the 1950s. But also, it wasn't just the Windrush boat. Uh, lots of other boats came over, but Windrush is the iconic one. But when they got here, uh, they were offered very little support and they were met with quite a lot of hostility from the natives of the UK. Uh, the sort of jobs that the people from Jamaica would get were like bus drivers, cleaners, um, hospital janitors, you know, things like that. Very, very, very important jobs that help this country run. But in return, not only were they not paid fairly, but uh, they would victims of lots of racism and it's it's horrible and uh, it's, it makes me feel really upset to my very core as a matter of fact. And this was exacerbated, which is to say it was made worse, because a few years ago, I think it was 2018, the government decided that a lot of people who were born in this country of uh, Windrush parents were not here legally and they tried to remove them from the country and send them back to Jamaica, which is not a country that a lot of these people had ever been to before, uh, let alone felt like that was their home. And I was deeply affected by our 
as a country trying to send the Windrush generation home. I was deeply upset by it. So much so that I made it the theme of a pantomime that I put on. Um, and again, so I was upset again this week when Windrush Day, which is so important, especially in the light of everything that's happened in the last 18 or so months, was ruined by this white privilege argument. So, Windrush Child by Benjamin Zephaniah is my book of the week. Uh, it's had incredible reviews. It's published by Scholastic, who do wonderful, thought-provoking books. And it's for ages 8 to 12. And I think it will really open your minds to what uh, the Jamaican families experienced in Jamaica and coming over here and what they experienced once they arrived in this country. I haven't read it yet, but I am ordering it as we speak. That's right, I can do more than one thing at once. And I am very excited to read it and to educate myself and to learn about this moment in history, which this country, by the way, has only benefited from. So, uh, Windrush Child by Benjamin Zephaniah. As usual, I forgot to say that if you like the sound of this week's Book of the Week, all you need to do is go to my bookshop.org affiliate page where it will be listed, I promise. Although I've also kept forgetting to list the last Books of the Week. So I will rectify that once I have recorded this. And now, as this is the last episode before the end of Pride Month, I have a little treat for you. A recording of my rainbow poem which I wrote when I performed at Pride in London in 2019 I think it was yes two years ago and I hope to be back there this September when Pride in London will hopefully be happening again but for now enjoy a rainbow poem Everybody loves rainbows. I know that to be true. I mean, I definitely do. And I bet that you do too. Because rainbows can mean lots of things to lots of communities. And this, I think, is what the rainbow means if you're LGBT. QIA plus. Red is for life, a gift that we all share. We're all leading different ones, but without life, we'd be nowhere. And orange is for healing, for when life gets a little rough. Sometimes you have to fight for your rights, but it's the fight that makes you tough. And it's worth it, because then you know as you, you can shine bright. And that's why the yellow in our flag always stands for sunlight. And in the sun you bloom and grow. So the next colour is green for nature. Because being you is the most natural thing you've been. And when you're you, you're wonderful. You're a walking work of art. And that's something so magical, turquoise has to play a part. And as for indigo, you know, well, that's my favourite, that's the tea. Because when you've been through all the colours of the rainbow, 
you'll find serenity. So, no matter where you find yourself on the rainbow flag today, just remember that every colour is wonderful. And so are you. In every way. A rainbow poem by moi there for you to help you celebrate the end of Pride Month. And if you like the poem, you can get a lovely picture book version from my website. A rainbow poem by Mama G from PetitePantos.com. So do go and take a look. Well, we have come to the end of the show. But don't worry, you can catch me in lots of places coming up soon. If you are listening to this pronto when it's released, then on the 26th of June, I shall be at Ludlow Fringe at 11.30am performing my show in Castle Square. And on the 27th of June, I shall be visiting Hull's Big Malarkey Festival, which is a literature festival for children in the gorgeous city of Hull. Uh, then, oh my goodness, the 4th of July... It's Mama G's Family Pride Party at Stanley Arts in South Norwood. Don't forget to get your tickets. You can join us in person or watch online. We have uh, lots of amazing acts and it's all supporting mermaids and incredible charity. Then uh, the 5th of July, I think I'm launching Tunbridge Wells Fringe. Uh, not, not sure about that one. Um, 10th of July, I'm in Barnsley. We're at the Cooper Gallery with Elmer and Friends. And then on the 11th of July, I shall be at Grub and Liquor in Tunbridge Wells performing my show. And well, tell you what, the best thing to do, to be honest, go to Facebook, like my page, and I put all my events up there. But, uh, or follow me on uh, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Mama G Stories. And that way, you will never miss out on everything that I do. Don't forget Glitter Beam Radio every Sunday at 1pm. Story uh, Glitter Kids with Mama G for your delectation and delight. And I will see you back here for the final part of the Velveteen Rabbit next week. Yes, on Friday. Forgot what I was going to say then. <laughs> Have a lovely weekend. Bye. It's story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far It's story time Story time Story time with Mama